frizzy my shit getting no what was the word you said before that it wasn't frizzy did you say frilly as in like as in frilly like the frills like a ruffle like the frills of a bed skirt Lenny, don't play me That's my so hair is getting frilly um, cutting this whole part. Okay, but this is my timer. Oh, it can't be the opening. Why the opening gotta no, always be Lenny saying some wild stuff? Okay, <laughs> why can't it be Eric? Welcome to Between Me and You podcast, where everything that goes down stays right here. Eric. Hey, Eric. I'm dead. Hey, Lenise. <laughs> I'm crying. Man, How are you? You are funny. You are hilarious. Me? Little old yeah. me? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Absolutely, absolutely not. You absolutely at are. Not at all. Um, who are you today? I was trying to be calm. What do you mean? Did the the spirit of Prince Philip? Oh, we're not supposed to disrespect people once they are dead. But um, I love all the news coming out about this man. I will just say he has been dead. We are fine. We are grateful for a confirmation that he been dead. That they have finally decided to let his body rest and decompose in one piece. Honestly, he might have lived too long. Who am I to say? (laughs) Who am I to say? But it's just, it'd be wild to me. Like, you said, some of the, some of the you said his people, expiration date. <laughs> he, was like already he was like 99. Some of the, some of the wildest people will be living extra long. And I do not understand that. They do. I think out of spite. Uh, and to be honest, I think, I think the queen is outliving him out of spite too. Yo, the queen is. I would do that too. Old, old, like dusty old. <laughs> yeah, they all dusty old up there but i feel like maybe you just i don't know maybe you age faster when you marry your family oh my god (laughs) not you for the royals ladies can we talk about how i don't know if you've experienced this but some of the brits i know it's a real split some of them are really love the royals and some of them really despise the royals and for me Mm -hmm. i actually don't know if there's an american equivalent of that but I just think that shit is hilarious. Like some people really be like, fuck the royal family. People <laughs> ride or die for them. Be like, I can't believe you talking I, about I think queen. I know I know the equivalent, but I will not say this on record. So I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say it at the end. No, Actually, no, I'm just gonna text it to you. Okay, okay. I'm nope. I'm gonna text you what the equivalent is. Can I tell you what and I think? You I think read it, it and you're gonna be like Lenise. Can I think who I think it is? Yes, it's definitely who you think it is. Not saying, can I tell you who I think it is? Like who I think the, the royal equivalent Wait, is? Here? Read my tw- read the text first because I bet you it's the same person. Oh, absolutely! I think for wow. black people, for our black minds, people, our minds. For, yes, but I don't think that's America's royal family. I think for black people, the royal family are the Obamas for sure, hundred percent. Because they could fuck up, and honestly, I would defend it in public. Now, behind right, and then in private, I'm like. Did not tell you last like, time. I can't believe that it does something like that. It'd be, I'd be, be right, but in public, they can do no wrong. I'm definitely gonna support, you know, especially Michelle. Sometimes I leave Her. Barack out there by himself <laughs> on a limb, but Michelle, I'm gonna defend. 
But who I think America's royal family is, like who I think like, especially like white America's royal family is. Let's see how you feel about this. You gonna, gonna say it, and I wanna, I'm gonna wanna punch you in your forehead. Guess what I'm gonna say. Guess what I'm gonna say. I wanna hear. Go on ahead and say them weak, raggedy people. I think it's the Kardashians. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say them weak, raggedy people. I really think it's the Kardashians. I think they are American. Yeah, it is. Because literally, Listen. yo, they have been on TV for. They are. For They are. Um, and they have influence now. Say? Yeah, listen, and speaking of their influence, I think what their grandma, whatever, really like posted a photo of Chloe, and I guess it wasn't edited, and she freaked out. And like her lawyers told her grandma, like, you gotta take it down. Oh my and God. so she my like grandma. posted this long, she posted this long thing that I didn't read that was about like the pressure she feels on editing her body to be perfect. And I'm like, but it's not the pressure you're like your family has been forced and i also understand that misogyny also plays a part but we're not i'm not i don't want to but i'm talking about the fact that you have like played into this and ignited the fire about photoshopping and getting surgeries and all these things so like do i feel bad about it no because i don't feel bad about anything with the kardashians and i'm just like wasn't it like last year or the year before you literally just called what's that girl name? Jordan fat because your Jordan boyfriend who? Jordan Woods. Oh, okay. Your because your boyfriend slash baby father doesn't know how to be faithful. Oh my god. And I'm pretty loyalty. sure he wasn't faithful when he got with you because loyalty, I'm pretty sure loyalty, he was with his loyalty. other baby mama. But Ooh. again. That's none of my business. You know what they say, Eric? Oh my God. How you get them is how you lose them. Well, let me stop. Let me stop. But I just, I have no feelings towards a family that literally just uses Black people and Black culture as a prop. Lenny, see, you was was, was on to what I was on. I was going to say, even, even, so, so that, yes, Blackness and Black people as a prop. Also, I think they are like responsible, not fully responsible, obviously. Obviously, there's other large mm-hmm. systems and machinations that go into this, but they have a lot of responsibility around the ways that people see themselves today. Yes. And they, like are a huge influence over, mm-hmm. yeah, just like a lot of the ways that people find and like, I'm like, flaws in themselves because of the ways that they have like pushed that. You're, out so you, you have the, you can influence people in a different direction. Yeah, I think that's like wild. you have that type of power, yeah. and so oh, you just expect me to sit here and you'd be like, "Oh, I was a, I was a victim to the system." Cool, but you, but by you going on this long post thing that I w- will never read, by the way, right, right. um, makes me realize that you understand those things. Yeah, and instead of saying, "Hey," Why don't I change this for the better? You just go along with it. Kind of to me sounds like how people go along with racism, but you know, if if people have never um read or heard the poem Footnotes for Kanye by Jasmine Mans, I encourage you to pause this right now and then go listen to it and then hop back on to the podcast. Because Lenise, that poem to me. Stands the test of time. It was written like 2012 about Kim Kardashian. And I think people give Kim passes 
all the time. People even get confused because they're like, oh, she got a law degree. She's working on getting people out of jail who are on life sentences, yada, yada. I'm like... I'm, yeah, but the way cool. she's even like going about Yo. getting a law degree, law degree is privilege within itself. Look, but whatever. It, yeah, I'm like, cool. cool. Like, she can go take out yada, 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 right? It's, it's the least, it's the least she can do from profiting off of Black folks for the entirety of her career outside Truly. of her being Paris Hilton's assistant. Truly, it's the least she could do. Also, <laughs> I think there's a lot of like irony and like hilarity in it, especially like, remember when those like forest fires were happening and people who were like, you know, are incarcerated where the people fighting the fires and their houses on the people. Mm-hmm. And I can recall them like moving houses and I don't think Kim did anything for those people. So I'm like, I'm like, there's also like a lot of irony in the ways that Kim acts besides like her black fishing constantly or her like, you know, only like her sisters, you know, for the most part. And who deserves freedom. Who deserves freedom. But I'm also like, yo, her ability to like pay, you know, private investigators and like shadow them and do all this other shit. I'm like, yo, I think we see and we look at people who have like fame and money do something that like we think is decent and we're like oh my gosh they're amazing human beings without also looking at the ways that like one of the reasons why people are always like baffled that like cops do shit wrong is because the ways that we tell story arcs of like police in our like country of like these are the good guys and like their way of like obtaining justice is like the good thing Kim is doing the same shit where like Kim is like shadowing police officers, shadowing cops, shadowing investigators, shadowing prosecutors. And like, she thinks in her mind, like I'm learning the law, I'm gonna get people out, yada, yada. And she's been successful in like getting some people out, but like, so has like the public defender who lives, you know, 38th Street in Keystone where I live. Like, like, like you know, there's like, there's levels to this. And I think you get one person out, you get two people out. Obviously I've loved that person's life being protected, but there's also like this mm-hmm. aspect of she's still pushing this big blanket like she does for like beauty and everything else of like, this is what justice looks like. And other people are gonna cling on to that and be like, see, I told you, we just can follow the police and we'll get it done. Or see, we can just follow the way the justice system acts and we'll get it done. And I'm like, that is damn near more dangerous than like where we already are. Cause it's furthering mm-hmm. that like story that's how... that people are doing it right. And that's But that's just how like oppressive these oppressive work. systems work is yeah, that they every once in a while we'll have this really hopeful story to be like no you can make it it's all like a personal choice pull yourself up by your bootstraps honey right. um or girl boss your way out of it not girl uh-huh. boss Turn um, <laughs> um okay. like it's like oh you have to you can fight through it all but it's right. also like, but babes, there are these systems in place. And just because this random person somehow like beat the odds does not mean that we all will be beating the odds because also like, uh-huh. that's not how oppression works. Like yeah. we believe that systems are moving forward because like we see more people beat the systems or rise above the oppressions, whatever that fucking means. Mm-hmm. But like oppressive systems are still oppressing people. Right. She also is like reaffirming to varying degrees. All of she's all yeah, she's reaffirming all of that through her actions. You know, she, like she's reaffirming each of those systems. I don't think that's funny. Sit. You know how I feel about them. Right. It's I was nice. gonna say something uncouth, but I'm gonna shut my mouth. I'm glad you did. But you know one thing? 
And this is uh, do like hashtag do not fetishize mixed babies, but they kids are cute. Like their kids. You said hashtag do are not so cute. And I'm so mad. I was like, yo, Kanye and Kim baby gonna be not cute. Not to put out nobody baby. But that kids is so cute. All y'all adorable. I a mess. I have many thoughts about that. Um Yeah. Yeah. I'm dead. I mean, obviously they don't have a lot of problems because of, you know. Of or a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm good therapist growing up. That's all. Yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. You know what? Speaking of good therapist, it makes me wonder where are Michael Jackson's kids today? <laughs> I like have not heard about Michael Jackson's kids. Hey, listen, I know how you made that. <laughs> that shift in your mind that's why i'm yeah. laughing like i know i know yeah. how you just got there where are your kids what are they doing minding their own business as they you should think so? yes i you, hope so because they're like they're i know gotta paris be... was like acting for a bit but i don't know what the other two are doing prince was my favorite so i'm gonna look up what prince is doing right blanket now and prince yeah, blanket that one yeah is that his name his name is prince then what's the big one's uh, name? Wait, so there's Paris, Michael, and Prince. Okay, Prince's blanket. But Prince, yeah, Prince's blanket. You remember when he when he shook blanket over the balcony? I do remember when he shook blanket. That's over Loki. The like you don't ever think that's about that's really scary. You ever think about like world things and you think about it like this is like one of the things I remember from childhood. That's one of the things I remember from childhood. Okay, I do All right, too. Moving, in, anyway. moving into our next segment. <laughs> yeah, I don't want y'all to know. I want y'all to know that we took uh, like five minute break to talk about what was just spoken about for full transparency. And I feel like if you know, you know what we took a break to discuss. Right. Anyway, where Any are we? Say, Lenise, we're about to get into um, between you and us. But before we do that, actually, Lenise, I do want to talk about that song that came out Montero, Call Her. Me By Your Name. Period. Call me by your name. Hey, you like know, I'm, I'm stupid. So some, I'll be over here like, call me by your name. Call me by your name. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, so call me by mm. your name. Um, and why that is why we should say, I don't know. Like for a minute, I was just like, how does that make sense? And then I was what? like, when they call me by your name and I was like okay I got it because for some reason I was not I was not getting it I can't anyway I really like this song it's a bop me too it's a bop right it's a bop bop it comes from for people who don't know the title comes from that one queer movie call me by your name (laughs) yeah um with Timothy Chalamet back in the day I'm looking oh, at right now. Okay. I'm 20 okay. whatever, 2000 something, 2017. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't watch I don't think I've ever watched a movie with that little white boy in it. I, I see little he's our little age, but I I just know him from Twitter. He looks like Harry Potter. That's all I feel. That's how I feel about it. If you disagree, if you disagree, you disagree. That's how I feel about it. That's what it is. I so. am screaming. Okay, ladies, but what I <laughs> But what I want to talk about was Okay, now obviously we know that like whenever, you know, something that is 
not, you know, within the norm, the cent- whatever, the centrality, the mainstream, whatever, you know, get some light. People got some hate, right? But this is just so different to me because Call Me By Your Name is getting a lot of hate. Lil Nas X is getting a lot of hate. Well, for two different things. One is the way that he is. <laughs> Creating like Satan as a full character. Um, if you haven't seen the video, go watch the video and then come back here. I'm going to give a spoiler alerts. But in the video, Lil Nas X, AKA Montero, is stripping down a pole um, all the way in, descending into hell. He then gives the devil essentially a full lap dance. And like through giving that lap dance, defeats the devil. Like the devil is like no more, right? So, you know, being folks went ham and was like, Yo, this is anti whatever. Um, like God would not like this. Like you're all like you're being satanic on hell. And then Lil Nas X has a response, uh, cut up those shoes, six six shoes for the Nike. And they sold out. Backwards. And they sold out. And I was like, damn, like this is wild. But now people are like, he came out with some recently that he where he was like, yo, I actually want people to stop like messaging me, um, because like it's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all to say. What's your take on it? That I have people take. people don't like it because they're homophobic, and there's no other way you can prove otherwise. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, then you're dealing with some homophobia, bud. Maybe like internalized the... homophobia. And but he killed the devil. <laughs> like, I thought we all hated the devil. Like, I thought he was the common enemy. Like, that's what I'm saying. Truly that's thought it was, was like it was on site with us. Right. right. We see him, we beat him up. Exactly. That's how I felt. But I, I think what I think what we always see when something goes against the grain in Christianity, i.e., like it's not like heteronormative relationships. Right. Um, I just rolled my eyes really hard. You're I really realized y'all couldn't see that. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Lenise. Now today's topic has absolutely nothing to do with that. What are we talking about? I don't have we decided. Yo, we are just you going to decide right now? We just decided. We're talking okay. about travel. Mm-hmm. I have a couple questions. I have a little link. You gonna ask me when the next time I'm hopping on the flight, huh? When the next time I'm gonna tell you? Flight. I don't know. A girl's about to be fully vaccinated soon. Me too. Hard. Catch yeah. me in these vaccinated streets with my two masks on. <laughs> I need to except like hurt. if you see me in the street please do not approach me Yo. you could text me but like I see you but stay right there right call me beat me but I will probably not if you want to reach me for sure for sure Lenise but Eric. this topic is fun for me because you know I love traveling I love moving but we yes. are two young black 20 somethings living our life wanting mm-hmm. to travel coming of age my question, coming my first question, coming of age, my first question is, Lenise, where do you want to go? Everywhere. Where do you want to go? Why? Give me top three locations. Oh, you want me to give you locations? Yeah. Um, I, I actually don't have any preferences. I know that sounds weird, but like, weird. I truly want to go everywhere. I'd like to be on, I would have liked to travel to each continent once before I turn 30. Me too. I love Which that. I don't know if it's going to be feasible because of this uh, 
Panera. Grilled cheese sandwich we in. Um, I couldn't think. In. I could literally could not think of anything. <laughs> I'm sleep. Yeah, the pineapple um, makes this it hard. This Parmesan yeah. cheese we in. Right. Um, so that makes it difficult. I'd also, I I would low-key like to travel to every state in the U.S. Mm. Um, and I was like, oh, a good way to do this. I literally, kid you not, was looking at this recently, like earlier this week. I've always right. wanted to travel Route 66 from top to Me bottom. Me too. Stop. But then I'd be like, I am black. I am black. <laughs> you know, insert that TikTok sound. Right. Um, and I was looking at, I'm like, wow, Route 66, I think is a rule, like, uh, is a really cool historic yeah. um, trail in the U.S. But I'm like, how many black people have traveled this, right? Yeah. Do you remember those? Old and like traveled it safely. And then I went on like this whole kind of like tangent of like the green book and them having like a green book for yeah. route 66 and i'm like is that still a thing now right like, it would definitely be something i would not do by myself yeah and i'm like would i have to travel with white people or in order pack. to do this <laughs> safely Probably okay. <laughs> yeah like do i need to be surrounded for protection yo i wonder if we do still have green books um, you want to tell people what green I feel books like are green they books, don't know? Um, the green book is basically like a travel guide for black people when they were driving like throughout the country so they knew like where where to stay and where not to stay um, it's also wild because I want to say a lot of towns on the Route 66 trail are sundown towns yeah um, and so it was bas- it's basically like a travel guide right and so just also thinking about how a lot of those towns were sundown towns right. and like were people traveling Route 66 back then for leisure? Probably not. Now, I mean, for the most part, the same places that people can travel safely back then, they can't travel safely now either. Like we yes. still do the same, still make the same trips. Yeah. So like, I would love to drive it, but would I be scared the whole time? Yeah. So then it's not a fun trip. Right, so tell me, Lenise, this, this is perfect because it leads into the next question. Mm-hmm. What are considerations you make before traveling? Because actually, uh, I think when I talk to friends a lot, especially like my non-Black friends, um, or friends who like just don't carry a lot of identifiers that could like put them as targets, they're mm-hmm. often like, why don't you want to go here? Or they're like, maybe not in that voice or that tone, you know, but that's, that's the sentiment. It's like, I don't get it, you know? So yes. what are considerations you make when traveling and like why? Uh, why? I think about safety a lot and I think there's an analator of like being a woman who travels mm-hmm. like um when we were in a normal world I used to travel for work a lot and right. so there were like things that I would do because I'm like I'm a woman traveling by myself and there's precautions I have to take because people may view me as like being vulnerable like I always requested my hotel room to be on a higher floor near exit you know um making sure that like when i would travel by myself and i would park to me it i would rather pay for the convenience than like walk a long way by myself like i'll pay for the valet parking ain't no problem right really my job was paying for it but anyway (laughs) like even when i travel by myself that's something i take into consideration like i would rather have the peace of mind yeah and these added things right so i think about that Another thing I also think about is like, do I know or understand the language a bit? Mm. Like, will I be okay? 
Like, yeah. oh, will I also stick out as a tourist, if that makes sense? Because I think that's also like an identifier of like, what if they want to rob me? If I look like a tourist, they probably gonna try to rob me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so just thinking about like those things, those are some things that I take into consideration. Do I know black people who have traveled here? How is their experience like? Yeah. Is it like, oh, people stared at you because they've never really seen a real life black person versus a real like, live black person? <laughs> like, you know, one outside of the TV. Right, <laughs> um, right. Or is it like, oh, like people have been harassed and X, Y, and Z. And then thinking about, do I want to put myself through those do I want to potentially put myself through those um, experiences because there's a lot of layers that are at play when it comes to like traveling that I think non-black people don't necessarily think about often Yeah. so it's a lot I'm like dang will I be safe or like if I'm traveling by myself one thing I think about is like oh am I going to be as adventurous as I normally would in a group of people like right. mm, you know yeah and also one thing i've always done especially when i travel by myself is that i always like share my location with people like this is where i'm staying this is my Same. flight info x y and z this is what my rental car looks like because you just never know um yeah. and then also making sure that i'm not posting in live time where i'm at is also yeah. a safety consideration but that's a yeah. safety consideration I do in my regular life because yeah. people are off their rockers. Um, and in, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree, Denise. I think there's also, like, I also, like, will check the route. I was like, I need to be yes. near a city the mm-hmm. overall majority of the time. Because even if it's not, like, a major city, like... You know, I need to have at least a pocket of a hundred thousand black folks decently close to where I'm driving through. I think that's really important. Um, or I need to be driving I, through it through, during the day. Yeah, during the day. I don't think even um, like when I was younger, we used to, have to travel a lot for like sports. Um, and sometimes, the majority of the time, my parents would come with me um, because I was like the only black boy on those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but often growing up where I grew up, you know, outside the city is white, it's rural, it's, you know, everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think those places were especially wild. Cause it's like, you know, that there's somebody who's like you within like an hour, a half, two hours, you know, there's like cornfields everywhere else. And then the place where I grew up, you know, famous for lynchings. So I was like, thank God it's noon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and there are other people on the road with me. Truly. Yeah, but it's yeah. So there's that, and then I think, I think when I'm with black folks that I'm traveling, uh, there's less attention paid to my gender. I think when I'm with non-black people, I think then my gender becomes a big thing too. Mm-hmm. Like then it's like black is in like my madness, mm-hmm. um, because then I'm Look like at that black man. Yeah, then there's like uh, then there's other right. Then there's other show, or even just like. I think it's either like aggression or people like perceive you as like trying to do something to people around them, especially mm-hmm. like women that are like non-black because uh, that's the most of the women they care about right? like so it's like that is like the focus and i've noticed that even like when i was traveling like in my abroad program like when i was in undergrad like i was like yo there's a lot of eyes on my ass <laughs> like, what the fuck? yeah and there's like there's like a lot of questions being asked mm-hmm. which wherever we went um i think even as a young boy traveling that's something i noticed of like 
most of the like the aggression that I received from people mm -hmm. or like when racial slurs were like hurled at me, it was when I was with non-black people, like as my group. And um, yeah, that's just something I don't see from like age of like yeah. eight. This shit is wild. Um, but I agree. And I'm thinking about, um, yeah, so like who you travel with is important to mm -hmm. me. And I name like the way of transportation. Like when I yes. leave town, like whether it's a flight or a car, I try to like to make it too nice at all. Like I don't know that's like, maybe a tip that like people do anyway, but I think like the less you can do to stick out, the right. absolute better um, for that. Um, so Manice, that next question is like, if we were doing a current day green book of places that you've been to, what would be on it? I am maybe just three things, two or three things. Like what? What would be on it? Um, what would Atlanta? be on it? <laughs> Atlanta for sure. Um, um, why are you making me think of this art? Um, I'm gonna say New either, Orleans. I was gonna say places, and then maybe like two tips. Um, what would the third place be? I feel like the third place I'm gonna say is also a place in the south, which I feel like I'm a week. I like I don't know because I'm I'm I feel like usually when I travel there I was like well there are definitely like people who look yeah. like me down here in large numbers right right for sure and so that felt safer that felt safer um yeah. a place I would not recommend. Mm -hmm. Westchester County, New York. That's specific. Yeah, that's that's, that's very specific. Yeah. Why not? You got some experiences there? I do, and they are not comfortable. Well, that makes sense. Okay, so we're not recommending you know? Westchester, New York. And, and I, I just and I think about like like how I how I appear to people, and mm -hmm. I'm like, yikes! Like, I like imagine if I was somebody else. You know what right. I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, because colorism. Right. So, so why'd you put those first two on the books? Um, the book? Good food. <laughs> <laughs> like, good, like, for real, for real good food. Mm -hmm. um, and I think in some ways they always, I think in a strange way, feel like home, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, I'd be like, wow, it's just a bunch of black people being black people in all the black right. people, people ways. How great is this? Right. <laughs> and it's right. like, I am here and I'm not like, I don't feel like a sore thumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whereas like in other places, I feel like I am a sore thumb that I, yeah. me am the pepper in a salt shaker. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. I have to concur. I think the places that I would name in the Green Book would probably be, yeah, I'm thinking of North Carolina, but specifically, mm -hmm. like, if you can get to the coast, I mean, come on. But I went to, I think it's Sedalia, North Carolina. Um, mm -hmm. This is for baseball. And I'm telling you, it was Black. <laughs> It was black, but like I was there for baseball, so the fields was nice. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that area, and I, I granted I didn't grow up in North Carolina, so I don't know the area that well, you know. But mm -hmm. I felt good for one. Um, I knew there was like a ma like major cities of North Carolina, like capitals mm -hmm. that were close, um, and I knew in those capital cities, like Raleigh, yada yada yada, you know, there's good food. Like 
yeah. enough black folks where there's, there's food that I like. I'm gonna ring you up and say Atlanta as well. You know, I just feel like, you know, they doing good, they doing good stuff mm-hmm. out there. You know, I think it's worth a visit for every black person. Oh yeah. Who has I mean, not grown you up. You just gotta be prepared for traffic. Right, I'm saying for black folks that are like from the north or the west, the um, north <laughs> or the east coast, the north, the <laughs> north or the east coast. You know, it's yeah. worth the visit. If you've never been to Atlanta, you're missing out. Like, I'm not trying to get you know folks who live in Atlanta. Not trying to. But get I city. feel like I want to say that even out like outside of Atlanta, because I feel like if it ain't, people are like if I'm going anywhere in the south, it's gonna be Atlanta. Atlanta, and you know, because you know Florida is not the south. Right, um, Florida is south. But I feel like maybe for me like as a black person specifically like a descendant of slave of slaves mm-hmm. and like my mother being like born in the south it's right. I feel like there's like this different connection and yeah. there are like things that I didn't have to grow up with because of like where I was born at right and so right. there's also like when I go to the south there's like this it's like me understanding more if that makes sense I agree. I agree. I was talking to this about my partner. I was like, there's so many places like when I travel there, anywhere in the South, and this is obviously some like you know, racial generational trauma that we're harboring right now <laughs> of like know, going right? to the South and feeling something, but like mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's a result of you know, the great migration and people fleeing racial yeah. trauma that we live here. So like, That's how that I makes, feel. Yeah, it makes 100% sense yeah. that you would feel some way going there. Cause my last place is like Jackson, Mississippi, where I'm like, I've been to Jackson a few times. My family is from um, Louisiana and Georgia. Like that's where most of my folks were from mm-hmm. in like South, South Carolina. Um, and more recently, Kentucky. But Kentucky, I claim as like fully South, even though it's on the border of Indiana. So I don't really claim that. It's recent migration, you know? But if you've never been to Jackson, Mississippi, uh, they have really, really good museums. Mm. It's really, really, really Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have really, really, really good food. Um, and to Lanisa's point, while it feels for me, it like felt like a, a weird little return, but while it, while it feels like there's so many landmarks that represent mm-hmm. the Confederacy or represent like just really mm-hmm. bad understandings of how like black folks were persecuted, are persecuted, but there's no like sort of, um, bandaging or like attempt to yeah. that at all there. At the same time, there's still such like a very present um, and like understood like natural resistance to that in the black community. There's hope in it, right? Which is like, it's it's like a really strange feeling, you know what I mean? Like to feel sometimes when I feel like the burden and the trauma and like just really like the sadness of the history of a place, right? Um, but also like being there and acknowledging all its beauty and the hope that's there. That's how I felt when I went to New Orleans. Like mm-hmm. um, I was there and I remember I was just staring at these big ass trees, bro. Right. And I was yeah. just thinking about like how much these trees have seen Part- yeah. partially. I sound like a poet. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but thinking about like what these trees have witnessed. Right thinking about like hurricanes and floods and lynchings and all of these like things that disproportionately 
impact black people right and it makes me really freaking sad um but also like being hopeful and seeing I guess like the joy that is New Orleans right like through the food through the music through just like the experience of seeing I think so many different black folks like be themselves yeah and I I agree I'll name too that often I think I get um annoyed with the ways that blackness is represented um like popularly because Mm -hmm. of the ways that it um like novelizes like Mm -hmm. hope and quotes for black folks as like that is the final destination for us like all we're gonna achieve all we're gonna get is hope (laughs) aspire is like some form of hope or like that's the way that a lot of movies end. i was talking to somebody about Mm -hmm. this new movie that's on netflix that's talking about um some like horseback riders from uh philadelphia concrete cowboys concrete cowboys yeah Yeah. and how i actually thought the movie sucked like dick i was like that movie fucking sucks but not because of the story that was being told i was like i really enjoy like these people getting their story told and them being part of the storytelling it's not that that was bad and it's not even the acting that was bad even though idris alba was playing this really important black man and i really think when black folks who are descendants of slaves in particular areas the united states are being portrayed by people who are not from here that's that bullshit again but what i do think is really like sad about the ways those stories are told is it ended partially because like the something. story still being told yeah. ended with them losing something and Idris Alba like staring into the sunset naming to this like other young black boy and these other like black women who are on horses like you know what like when they go low guess what we do we, we ride go, we I'm go like nigga fuck we have riding like right. no because white yeah. folks ain't riding they're taking your land like they literally yeah. ended up taking those people's stables they took their homes and these folks are in West Philly like or was in North Philly. I don't care. I don't know what part of Philly, but I'm just like, yo, <laughs> okay, fuck. I'm just like, yeah. that is like, but it's, it's, it's to me, to me, it's like, that is ultimately often how like hope is portrayed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's that bullshit. Especially when you like, there's a book that I'm reading right now called The Devil You Know by Charles Blow. And it's about like him thinking that there's like electoral power of black folks, like migrating back to the South. And I think like part of his like anchor to that is that like black folks who live in other places like don't go too many generations back in those places and may not have the same amount of ties yada yada mm-hmm. yada and i was like all on board feeling that i was like cool 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 i'm seeing what you're doing even though i don't fully believe in electoral powers like our way forward but i started reading about my place and like when the state that i'm in was founded and this is like overriding the stories of indigenous peoples obviously uh, but I'm like, when that when this state was founded, like there was over 20 black folks part of that founding group of people. I did not know that. Um, and it makes me think about other states that are like not in the South of like what black folks were present that were free, mm-hmm. that were money holding, land holding in those in those places. Because black folks where I'm where I'm standing, like go back five generations or more in this mm-hmm. land. And this is in the north. Um, and so again, it makes me think about like in this place of like the Mm -hmm. U.S. where Black folks, especially those of us who were brought here involuntarily, um, who were like enslaved upon arrival, Mm -hmm. and even those who came from like different um, other enslaved places that were then like either, um, this is, I'm talking about like hundreds of years back, people who were like either integrated into society or like found different ways of resistance in the society. Um, I feel like Ramona is the unofficial mascot of the pod of the podcast because she <laughs> always interrupting something um sweet that's a mess i don't remember how i was gonna finish that 
but I think it was all oh, I do. I was gonna say that like black folks have a claim to this land in ways that we don't often think about. Of like his yeah. whole point was that like the South is our ancestral homeland of folks who were enslaved in this country. But I'm like, yo, this land is just like in a lot of ways seen so much of us mm-hmm. in so many parts of us. Um, and like in some places in this land, like our like you know ancestors' bones are soil, and like that is important to me to like understand. And mm-hmm. that is most present in the South. I don't think that it doesn't mean that it's not present outside oh, of the sure. South, yeah. but I do think it speaks to like an identity and different identities that have emerged of blackness that exist like throughout this country. They just exist differently and that's okay. That's all to say we should visit the South y'all. On that, that's, that's, our green, that's on our green book. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, somewhere else that's also, that's on my list, right? Thinking about places where black folks have been i've always i want to go to oakland yeah me too yeah that's on the list shout out to the folks from oakland who are our friends who live there love y'all um lanice before we go on this topic yes i don't know i was you said my name so i said your name (laughs) also before we leave this topic um is there any place abroad that you put in the green book or that you would want to go to test out the green (laughs) um you know, it was it was interesting when I did go abroad because I feel like all of like the racialized moments I had were usually because I think people people don't learn about slavery in the way that we learn about it, which says a lot because we barely learn anything in the US. But, like, I remember having this interaction with somebody outside of a club, right? Mm -hmm. Standing with this this friend, right? Dude's asking us where we from. And we like, oh, like, we're from the States. And he's like, no, like, where are you from? And we're like, the United States of America, bro. Like, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm from Morocco. Where are you from? (laughs) And I said, I'm from a plantation. Because... To him, he's like, you're black. You like, your family cannot be from the States, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, like, I'm from a plantation. And the girl I was with, she's like, I too am from a plantation. (laughs) And he was like, y'all both cannot be from there. Like, y'all both can't be from the same place. And I'm like, there were many plantations in the United States. Like, in the Americas, let's be fair. Um, So, yeah, we both can be from a plantation. Um, And so it was really interesting that, at least for me, it was, like, really just people being confused that I was black and not from Africa. That's interesting, Lise. What do you claim? Like when you, is that a typical answer for you when people ask you, um, like when they get to that question, that stupid ass question, like, where are you from from? Where are you like, from, do you, like, from? Like, like, do you Like, do you say plantation or what do you say? What do you say? Cause I don't, I say, yeah, I'm just, what do you say? Um, If it's like a real like conversation and they're not being disrespectful. If they're not being like, what are you, what do you, what do you want to know? I say my family's from the South. Okay. But like to me, that is always an ignorant question. Because yeah. like, what are you really asking me? Like me in particular. Like, yeah. Are you asking me like, what type of black am I? Right. But what do you? Cl- I guess. I guess when I'm when I'm thinking of it is, aside from that question, is like, what do you claim? Like, what is it that you claim as like your home when you think about when you are like thinking about it in your deepest of ways. If you're thinking about what is my ancestral home, what yeah. Do you when claim? people, when somebody asks me from where I'm from, I say I'm from Cleveland. Okay. That's where I'm from. Right. right? If people want to go 
deeper and like no but where are you from from i'm born and raised in cleveland born and raised in the midwest depending on where i'm talking about i used to say i'm born and raised in the midwest right Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's like oh like well my mom is from mississippi yada like my family's from mississippi yada 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 yada. Mm -hmm. but it's rarely deeper than that i usually feel like when people ask me me specifically that question it's usually like what are you right and i'm not really nice when i answer that okay well now i want to ask you what do you call your ancestral homeland if you're thinking about it what's your ancestral homeland um, for you i would if my ancestral homeland would be mississippi okay yeah specifically Mm. meridian mississippi Mm. like if we being real pacific um (laughs) but i would say like that's my ancestral homeland because that's like as far back as not to say that we know but like I'm doing some ancestry stuff right now. Me too. Um, too. And so like, really looks like that, like my family, like at least on my mom's side, it's like Mississippi through and through. My dad's side is like Georgia through and through. So like, that that would be my ancestral, you know, home would be the South. Yeah. Don't worry. I mean, it's saying, I was just interested in how you, how you think about it. Cause I, I often, I often, when I'm thinking about it in like the deepest of ways, I'm like, I know the furthest generations I can go back and think about mm-hmm. are in like the Georgia, South Carolina sort of border mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and Louisiana. That's mom and dad's side. I'm only laughing because I thought about your cousin when you said that. <laughs> oh, we, cousin, cousins. Your cousin, I know cousin, yeah. Cousin, cousins, for real. Um, like that's the areas that I know. And then in a lot of ways, I'm like, I also know that like the people who owned those plantations on one side were French, on the other side were English or mm-hmm. Brit or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, a big part of me doesn't even want to claim that. I'm like, I don't think I want to claim that space. And so for me, I find it often I'm like, it's such a, it's hard for me to be like, I don't know where to claim that ancestral space because I think I think a real sorry I was, just, I was just gonna say a real marker of like I would say my people is like movement mm-hmm. um yeah and so I feel like I feel like Black Panther really tarnished <laughs> that whole like um I'm from the ocean which is what Killmonger said mm-hmm. but I do think there's so much to be said about like how many Black folks died in the Middle Passage how many Black folks died when they first left like the mm-hmm. shores and like folks died in between like the Caribbean and Mm -hmm. folks who were actually being transported like here and et cetera. I'm like, yo, it's hard. Like, I don't even know where to claim often. I think, I think you, you can claim yourself, right? Like, true. I think about it in the sense that without the survival, I don't, and sometimes I am, I don't, I don't want to say like the strength of the ancestors, right? Right. Just because it feels weird to me. I'm like, because like, so they were simply just trying to survive, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, strength implies something else. Like they were doing something that was, I guess, like inherently superhuman of them, right? But no, like niggas was just trying not to die for right. a very I- long time, right? And so- I think in the simple fact that our ancestors survived for us to be here, like we are our own ancestral homes. Because I think in a lot of ways that 
they live in us, whether that's genetically or like through the generational trauma or <laughs> through through like the changes in our DNA that like yeah. the impacts of, of slavery has impacted us, Definitely. right? And so just thinking about, I think, I think it's okay, especially as descendants of enslaved people to have this complicated relationship to what we call home, right? Yeah. And so like when I'm abroad, I'd be like, fucking America. That's where I'm fucking from, right? That's funny. I'd be so (laughs) mad, right? That's funny. And it's like, it's an interesting feeling to feel because also while I'm traveling, it's also the recognition that an American passport has, when I was traveling, there was like some some recognition and some um, clout, for -hmm. lack of a better word, when it comes to like traveling as an American, right? Um, And so it's like this complicated feeling like most things, right? Of feeling strange about calling something my home when I did not ask to be here. Yeah, it reminds me, your point really reminds me of when James Baldwin was like, home is not a place, it's a condition. I think he says like irrevocable condition, but then I put up this other one because I needed to find it. And he says, you don't have a home until you leave it. And then when you have yeah. left it, you can never go back um, or you never can go back. And then that becomes your home. Cause like, you know it as mm-hmm. a place that like is like an ache that you can like consistently feel. And mm-hmm. I think also I had, I had a line in one of those poems when we went to the South that was like, uh, like we built temples in our bones or in our blood, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but they're like, yeah, part of me is like, I don't want to <laughs> be um, like, okay with only having this like liminal space or like ethereal yeah. plane as like the place where I'm calling mm-hmm. home. Um, but I also think about it as like, it's important in some ways for black folks to like be able to name in the ways that you have um, when it comes to things like reparations like what we mean for that. And like in a really tangible way like how you accomplish something like that um, in a way that is like feasible, quote unquote, but also like feels right for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so makes me think about that too. But just thinking, Lenise, thanks for answering. Thanks for playing this game with me. Appreciate you. I'm sorry. Um, I'm always down to play the games with you, Eric. I'm dead. <laughs> play your you. number two, bro. I'm there. Yo, remember that Super Mario <laughs> yeah, Brothers? Super Mario. Super Mario Brothers. I don't know who you. Um, we, but yeah, that, yo, that's the end of uh, Between You and Us. If you have any burning questions you would want answered or any advice, you know what to do. Her. Send us a DM on the Instagram at Pod, or if you Her. follow either Eric or myself separately whatever um you can slot in our dms and uh ask away period <laughs> i'm dead you ready for your faves what's your i fave? am what's uh, your yeah <laughs> okay originally when we started recording i didn't have a fave and then i said something and now it's my fave my fave is actually that prince philip is finally dead and they can <laughs> Put his corpse to rest. He was too damn old. Come on. Like, and disrespectful. 
Who's next? Care about people like in the room. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> Yo, the world is really stop. having a time, huh? They're having a moment. They have a little moment in history right now. Nothing that. Anyway, um, I like your faves. Thanks. I don't have any other faves. I'm dead. Okay. Oh wait, my other fave is rest. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. Me too. A latte. A latte. Me too. Me too. Okay, so I have three, but it's really just two and an update. <laughs> two and okay. an So my first fave is that people who genuinely believe in the goodness of this world, because I'm not feeling like one of them right now, even though I normally have positive outlooks on life, but it's mostly because of, I'm only gonna say it, I'm not gonna talk about it, because I haven't been following it closely because of my mental health. Is it Derek Chauvin trial? Done. Yeah. That's it. Next. I haven't even listened to news. Yes. Next is um, Open Water by Caleb Azuma Nelson. I have mentioned this book on the podcast like he a month ago. Months. It's finally coming out on April 13th. I have pre-ordered it. I am pre-ordered. ready for this book. It is about Dedicated. love. I cannot wait to get this little black romance novel, y'all. Her. Excited. And then i to give a big, you know, Ramadan Kareem to the folks who are about to step into Ramadan starting on Monday. You know, I hope it is a lovely reconnecting you, time. Yeah. Um, yeah, for all of y'all, all of our Muslim friends and siblings that are going to be with you. And Lenise, with that, I'll give it to you to sign us out. Thank you all. Yeah, I just couldn't help it. Nobody can see it but you, right? They're like, right. why do you get so silent? Anyway, I was doing a little, little dancey dance. Um, thanks for tuning in to Between You and Me podcast with your mm. most favorite people in the world, Eric and Lenise. Mm. Um, you know, follow us on the Instagram if you haven't. Be You and Me pod. That's our Instagram. Um, and we hope to see you next time. So, Bye. Bye. Damn, why was your voice so deep? <laughs> Yo, Lenise, don't be let me use my deep voice in the pod. Please but this don't. Is, this is how it happens, y'all. So, you know, here moving forward, upvote if you want to hear. Not upvote, like it's yik yak. Eric, talk, Eric talking to. <laughs> y'all gonna have to get upvote, Eric on the upvote, solo episode. Upvote for sure, for sure. He gonna load it up. He gonna get an OF, y'all. <laughs> He gonna get an OF. I want him to read. He gonna read. He gonna read a bedtime story. I'm pausing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm signing off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>